Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You know what? It's Friday. You know what that means. Welcome in to a beautiful edition of the PHNX Feedback Podcast. I didn't even know this song had that much more music to it after that part, but that's awesome. I uh, think it's a whole song. It's a whole song, like, I right? Think, I think we could, works, we could just know. sit here for like three or four minutes while our intro song plays. Just jam out to it the whole time. I don't know if people would actually enjoy us doing that. I would enjoy it. And that's really all that that matters, right? Welcome in. Uh, Welcome, Elizabeth. Thank you. Happy Friday to you. Welcome into the PHNX D-backs podcast. Of course, my name is Derek Monty, occasionally known as the mayor of PHNX. This guy is occasionally known as the vice mayor. He's also always known as Thunderstick Jesse Friedman. It's a good day at spring training. Uh, I mean, better for some than others, you know? Uh, Mark Melanson, not not so great. great. Uh, Merrill Kelly, decent. Tommy Henry, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, so yeah, Not we're terrible. here to, we're here to break it all down for you. Not terrible, but of course this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. And yes, we were out there to see Merrill Kelly's first and only start for the Arizona Diamondbacks against an actual major league club before he heads off to join Team USA for the World Baseball Classic. Uh, unfortunately after the game, Kelly was, uh, Experiencing a bit of uh, dehydration. Dehydration yeah, is what so. we were told. We did not get to speak with Merrill Kelly after the game, we did unfortunately. Not. We did not. But uh, we definitely wanted to hear his thoughts on the start. And just, uh, I think my big thing is the kind of expedited time frame, obviously, that he's going through before he has to pitch what we call games that matter, right? Like, these, yeah. are, these are games that matter, not spring training games, not stuff in preparation for the season or even you know, it goes early on in the season where you can kind of just chalk it up to, you know, still progressing and trying to find your find your way uh, for for now, I should say. Uh, but Merrill Kelly was very much uh, not not great today, uh, but he, he you know, he's, he's looking he's looking. At <laughs> you le- really want to say that he was good I and you just can't quite it, get I there. <laughs> well, because I, I don't know if I could say anybody today was great. Some were better than others, like you said, but Merrill Kelly yeah. definitely. Uh, struggled at times it had one of those weird spring training moments where uh, he was taken out of the game after uh, one and two thirds inning I think he was struggling in the second inning and the Diamondbacks removed him during the inning and of course everyone everyone thinks like oh Merrill Kelly's out of the game and then the third inning comes and surprise Merrill Kelly is coming back out welcome to the absurdity that is spring training baseball. Yeah. If you if you needed nothing nothing more to tell you that spring training games don't really matter, it's the fact that they can just randomly bring in a pitcher that they already took out. Of the yeah, game, right. So, but uh, Merrill Kelly did unveil his new pitch, which we've known about for a long time, but we couldn't officially <laughs> say there were many. Well, pitches he never that he said he, he never, never said, said he the never word. Confirmed it. Yeah, we never confirmed. <laughs> um, however, uh, based on. Some of the things he was saying and and obviously the pitches that he already threw, it was only uh, a limited amount of pitches it could be. And of course, we can now officially say that Merrill Kelly has added a slider to his arsenal. Yeah, apparently five pitches wasn't enough. Gotta go uh, for six. He, he needed six. six. Uh, we, we, we joked with him in the clubhouse about uh, next year it's going to be a screwball or, yeah. or a knuckleball Ethos. or something. Yeah, clearly he... I always want an ethos. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I think that's you know arguably the most effective pitch in baseball. I think there's all there's all of sorts of, of evidence for that. Uh, no, it it's interesting. I mean, Merrill Kelly uh, was very very good last year uh, with the season that he had. You didn't necessarily think that like, oh, this guy needs to do a bunch of tinkering in the off season sure. and change up a whole a whole bunch of things. Like he's already a very good major league pitcher. Uh, he described it it to us. Um, as being kind of a, an out pitch, like he's not just trying to use this slider as a as a get me over pitch to steal some strikes or whatnot. He wants this to be an out pitch against right handed hitters. Um, 
which which makes some sense. Uh, the curveball is not necessarily a huge outpitch for him. So against righties, having another uh, weapon in his arsenal that he can use along uh, with the changeup, along with the, the cutter, the four seam, the sinker, uh, the man throws a lot of pitches. But uh, it wasn't super effective today. It wasn't terrible either. Uh, he did get a swing and miss with the slider. He also gave up. Um, it might have just been a single, but it was 106 miles an hour off the bat. So there was very, some very some hard hard contact there as well. So uh, once we get to actually talk with Merrill, uh, which hopefully we get a chance to do tomorrow, uh, you know, we can kind of hear his thoughts on on how the how the slider felt in, in its first official go around. But I thought it looked it looked yeah, good. I mean, it, it looks look like good. a viable major league pitch. I don't know how much he'll use it necessarily, but he threw six of them uh, today. Uh, which was fairly significant, about 15% of his pitches overall. And it's interesting that a pitcher like Merrill Kelly, who already has an established repertoire of pitches and already throws so many, uh, to, to kind of incorporate a pitch that he doesn't throw as an out pitch that, or, or a potential out pitch for him, right? A pitch that could yeah. uh, really you know, just kind of be a bit dominant, show a different look uh, to certain batters and uh, I completely understand it. It just it feels a bit experimental for somebody who has had success. Merrill's had a fair share of success, especially last season. He was very, very good for this team. So, I mean, but if if the slider can be effective, I think it just makes him that much more uh, effective himself. Yeah, I mean, there aren't that many major leaguers who actively throw six pitches. Like, I'm not sure. I'd have to look into that and dope. see if I could, yeah. yeah, see if I could, like, actually find well, someone. Well, because typically they don't throw all of them well, right? So so what yeah. inev- inevitably happens is the ones they don't throw well get phased out because they're not effective, right? But Yeah, and I- some days, like... Like even if Merrill does throw six pitches, some days it might be four or five, or he yeah. might only throw one or two of a couple of those pitches if they're not feeling as good as the other ones. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. You know, this might be more of an experimental thing in spring training. Maybe he doesn't carry this into the regular season, but maybe he does. Maybe Merrill Kelly starts throwing tons of sliders, and this yeah. is just who he is. We don't really know that answer yet. Maybe we see him pick it up in the World Baseball Classic, which he will be a pitcher for Team USA. And and like I said earlier, this is his uh, one and only start uh, until yeah. joining the team next week. So It'll be fascinating, honestly, to see if he does use it in the World Baseball Classic. Yeah, for because sure. Because then... The games count, right? Like you're trying to represent your country well. You don't want to be like tinkering with your sixth best pitch, uh, you know, on a stage like that necessarily. So uh, I'll be fascinated to see if Merrill still uses that pitch as much in the World Baseball Classic. Hello from downtown Phoenix. Love the D-backs. That's where we're at right now. But of course, we have all these people uh, chiming (laughs) in on where they're from. Uh, Shout out to I'm not I'm going to butcher that name, but Jagirtha. I'm giving it I'm giving it a shot. Wait, Algeria. Oh, oh, yes. Yes. Okay. okay. I thought uh, I thought you were saying you're going to butcher the name of the country. No, I was like, Algeria, Algeria is not say, that hard. No, it's Derek. really not. Like, uh, Mesa? Ma- Mesa? Mesa? Mesa, Arizona, right? Uh, something like that. Uh, hello to all of you. Uh, Rob from, from Phoenix says uh, he hates the D-backs, but will watch every single game this season and every season. I I understand that, Rob. Actually, I get that a lot. Uh, because Elizabeth from Brooklyn? I think I've heard that city few times yes yes maybe. it's I, it's a it's a borough jesse it's not a city it's a borough yeah it's okay. a borough. uh anyway uh speaking of things we hated to see mark melanson uh did not do well today out there in his debut this spring uh giving up six hits three earned runs uh, a home run and striking out two uh, just not the thing you want to see out of a guy that we were really hoping uh, to get right. He wasn't pleased at all afterwards with his performance, uh, but he definitely seemed frustrated. And I think, uh, I think that goes all the way for everybody, right? Yeah. We still don't understand exactly what's gone wrong with Melanson since joining Arizona, but he was a very effective reliever. One of the best closers in baseball for the San Diego Padres as a part of that team. So, I mean, we still hold out hope, that he is going to get right. And we saw spurts of that last season. Uh, This just first uh, start is not, or not start, but his first uh, outing is not, not, not very confidence. It doesn't build much confidence. No, it didn't build much confidence. Uh, Yeah. Mark Melanson was not, not great today uh, to put it, to put it nicely, gave up six hits and three runs in, in one inning. Um, He talked about uh, after the outing that he did feel there was some, some soft contact there and, you know, maybe there are some some positive takeaways from from this outing, which is understandable. I mean, you look at the numbers, um, 
most of the balls in play against him were off his cutter. That was four of the six balls in plays against him were the cutter. Uh, and the average exit velo of those four batted balls was only 87 miles an hour. Yeah, so it wasn't it wasn't like number. they were, you know, hitting these 110 mile an hour laser beams all over the ballpark. But I will also say that's kind of how it happens with Mark Melanson. Uh, I think we saw the same thing last year. It wasn't that teams would hit, you know, two homers and a double off yeah. or something. Yeah. It was just single after single after single after single. There's just something about uh, the cutter curveball combo that has just not been effective. Um, and guys aren't necessarily getting a bunch of extra base hits, but they're just singling him to death yeah. essentially and uh, there was a homer in the outing today but i think there were five singles those were the other yeah. Uh, yeah. the other hits that he allowed so at the end of the day though the, the results were not great the results weren't great and that's exactly what we saw last year it would be this frustrating like again yeah not uh you know he comes in for a save opportunity and he does exactly that gives up three hits four hits five hits in an inning that uh, he should have shut down sometimes with two outs that was some of the most frustrating work yeah. last year to watch yeah, where he true. would get those first two outs relatively quickly and easily and then that that elusive third out all of a sudden turns into one one runner on two runners on three runners on um but melanson i mean for the most part he uh he, he definitely did not he, he like he wasn't in a great mood about it uh but he, he did say, i probably wouldn't be in a great mood if i uh, gave up three runs uh, no. in one inning either. In, in fact yeah. he said he doesn't care at any time he'd be in a bad mood for giving up three runs he even said in december which uh i don't know where he's pitching in yeah, december the, but the dominican winter league maybe i mean i wouldn't put it past him get some work in somewhere but uh, he was asked about his cutter right about the the velocity of his yeah cutter. the velocity of his cutter Getting which was 88 89 something like that today um and he he talked about where he hopes to get it up to the cutter was at 88 89 today are you expecting to get that back up to like 91 92 by regular season hopefully 97 <laughs> <laughs> that was the only funny thing about that entire uh meeting with him. it was it was nice but it, it was, was a, it, it was, was a good light moment yeah but we needed it in that moment too because yeah you know, again we as journalists tend to try to be very nice to these guys in these moments, right? At least understand that he's not going to be happy with his performance and try to ask relatively, I guess, logical questions, not stuff that sounds insane. Like, were you happy with your outing today? Of course he's not going to fucking be happy with his outing today. He gave up three earned and six hits uh, and a home run in one inning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're not going to be happy with that. But, um, of course, with it being his first time out there for spring, he is still working on, you know, getting back uh, to, to baseball condition, I guess you could say. He's getting yeah. getting ready for games, and it was his first outing. Um, but he definitely he definitely seemed frustrated with it. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I think that there was something actually encouraging about him being frustrated with it just based on the fact that, like, he wants to he, – he wants to be as valuable to this team as they oh, thought yeah. he was going to be when they brought him over. Like this guy, wants Mark Melanson, from what I've from what I've heard, and I haven't gotten to talk to him much, but I think he's basically harder on himself than he pretty much really is. anyone else. Than, than, so. than any of us could be on Twitter. I promise you guys that. <laughs> I don't. I don't know about that. Yeah, Twitter's a nasty place. <laughs> Twitter but. is a disgusting place for for a struggling closer. But <laughs> for uh, any athlete, it's a cesspool. Yeah. Let's be honest. But but I did I did feel like so I, I mean after he made this joke about hopefully getting it up to ninety seven. He didn't actually follow that up and answer the no, question. He no. just kind of let it linger, no. which I don't necessarily want to read too much into, but it's clearly something that I don't think he has any great answer for at this point. Uh, the velocity was a little bit low coming into camp last year. Uh, of course, that was a weird situation with the lockout and the quick ramp up and everything. Sure. Um, so that's typically what we kind of attributed that stuff to. But yeah. now... You know who knows what what it is, and Velo can be down a little bit at this point. Right. You know, it's not that's not necessarily rare, but it's down two two and a half miles an hour from last year when it was already down about a mile an hour or two from the year before that. So it's definitely not a great trajectory. We all right slow now. down as we get older, Jesse. Quit judging. Quit judging. But speaking of getting uh, slowing down as as people get older, uh, Tori Lavallo today was asked about how Madison Bumgarner is progressing uh, in getting ready for actual live games. Uh, and he had one of the most intriguing pauses this uh, was in, this was interesting. that we've ever heard. Let's go ahead and play this. Um, <clears throat> it's been doing okay. 
Uh, it's always kind of um, a work in progress for him through the course of spring training. I spent a lot of time watching his bullpens in, in the lab, and he's just trying to manipulate the baseball and, and, and get a feel for the ball in his hand. He's got an unbelievable ability to take a baseball, change grips, work on stuff, and land pitches in the zone. It's hard for it's hard for anybody to grab a, you know, a ball and throw a forcing fastball where he wants. Bum is doing a really nice job of trying to figure some things out as far as pitch shaping and, um, and just working real hard. And he looks good. He looks good. That is not. He, he looks good, Derek. That he is looks not good. Encouraging. I don't believe you, Derek. I don't believe he, him. he has an unbelievable, an unbelievable ability to grip the baseball, grip the Derek, and throw it where he grip wants to. That's what we're looking at now. <laughs> Tori backed into to the manager speak thing, right? Which is how he's normally answered questions about Madison Bumgarner. He would just go right into it. Like, yeah, Bum looks great. You yeah. know, he came in, you know, put it put in a lot of work. Like he's he's trying to do everything he can to get ready. We're excited to see him in games. All those all those normal things you're used Cliches, to hearing. Toryisms, yeah. whatever but Tori kind of gave us a little window into maybe how he's <laughs> actually feeling about Madison Bumgarner. And this is where uh, I think we have a, a big advantage being uh, being a podcast and getting to to play some of these things for you rather than you know seeing it in just in written form. Yeah, because that doesn't that it doesn't speak in written it doesn't form. speak the Jesse way that could Tori not, Lovello Jesse spoke. Jesse could not <laughs> describe that sigh enough that that momentary pause that clearing of a throat. Uh, <clears throat> he's doing his. Yeah, he looks OK. He looks OK. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he does. I don't believe you. Um, and I'm worried. Uh, and also, Evan Longoria is 0 for 8, by the way, uh, with six strikeouts and a double play to start spring. Yeah, training. Evan Longoria, speaking of not great, I'm not reading into it really at all at this point. I am. Maybe Derek is. It's only eight at bats. I think it's a it's a little crazy early to be making any judgments. Like uh-uh. I don't really believe in spring I training numbers do. much to begin with. I but but to <laughs> to your point, he the man is swinging and missing at like eighty five yeah. miles an hour we, right down the middle. We had an uh, odd conversation a few times. Yeah, we had an odd conversation about it today where it was just being behind on such slow pitches. I I, I don't have much of an explanation yeah. for it. Obviously. You know, timing is is what it is, right? Guys need to get themselves right, and they need to get their timing right. That's why they start these workouts before they ever take, you know, live BP, and then they do live BP, and then they actually play actual opposing teams, right? But uh, swing one, earlier, <laughs> I don't know. Evan Longoria was sick, right? So yeah, he had strep throat. He, yeah, he is a bit behind, right? And uh, he is kind of getting some of his live BP swings that he would get on back lot, not in front of a crowd out during these spring training games, but he just hasn't looked good. Um, and when you, when you, you know, when you pair that with Madison Bumgarner and the question marks around him, uh, stop signing former giants. As yeah. Agents? These former, these the, former giants are great. <laughs> it's not great. It is not great. Um, in the words of Dre Jameson, um, it puts fire in my blood, Jesse. It puts a little fire oh in my, my blood. Gosh. Just a little fire. <laughs> I'm not letting that one go. Don't think I'm letting that one go. Um, but yes, I have. I, I I will reserve having fire in my blood until the regular season. But I feel like I'm going to have fire in my blood. Uh, Tommy Henry today, uh, one of the guys obviously competing for that uh, fifth starting rotation spot. Had a pretty long outing, the longest outing of any D-backs pitcher today, going three innings, giving up three hits, two runs, uh, two earned, a walk, and four strikeouts. So he looked very good at times, but he still got touched up. He gave up some hard contact still, yeah. Yeah, but uh, the curveball looked pretty good. Yeah, he threw a lot of them. Uh, Last year, Tommy Henry was like 14% curveballs. Today, he was 34%, I think. Um so it at least appeared that that was kind of an emphasis for him in this game. I think he threw like twice as many curveballs as sliders, whereas last year uh, he threw more sliders than he did curveballs when he was in the big league. So um, he didn't necessarily say anything about that afterwards. I don't know if that was part of the game plan, uh, but it was an effective pitch for him. I think the curveball was probably his best offering in this game. Um, but yeah, he did give up some hard contact here and there. Uh, it wasn't necessarily uh, the best outing that I've seen from Tommy Henry, but uh, he was steady and, you know, he was able to to go out there for all three innings. I think he threw 47 pitches. So, yeah. uh, you know, he can continues to, to build up the pitch count and, and 
from that standpoint, I think things are looking good. The time to speculate. Want to speculate? Let's speculate let's, a little let's bit. Speculate. Let's speculate. Let's, let's do it. Tommy Henry, the only guy to come out of the bullpen as far as the youngsters that are all competing for the fifth starting rotation spot. The Diamondbacks currently still looking for a long reliever. And Tommy Henry threw three innings today in relief. Uh, yeah. Maybe you can put some of those pieces together, but maybe Henry is being looked at more for a bullpen role at this point versus one, one of those guys that's currently uh, looking at getting that starting rotation spot. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough to know what to read into and what not to. I mean, the D-backs have way more than five guys right now that they're trying to get starts. Nine for. on the depth chart, in fact. Yeah, like there's no way that the D-backs can just go through and start everyone that they sure. want to start. Sure. Like there's not enough game. There's some split squad games, but there's still not enough games to do that. So you're going to be forced to bring a few guys out of the bullpen rather than having them start games just naturally. But it is interesting. Dre Jameson, Brandon Fott, Ryan Nelson, all of their appearances so far have been uh, starting games. Uh, Tommy Henry started a game, uh, but now he... Uh, at least in this game, he was out of the bullpen. We'll have to see if if that changes moving forward. But it does kind of go along with a theory that I have, uh, a, a hypothesis, although we have no evidence necessarily for this uh, just yet. But I think it makes sense that Tommy Henry could be a fit for the D-backs in that long relief role, whereas I don't think the team would be comfortable doing that with Ryan Nelson or Dre Jameson or Brandon Fott. I think if any of those guys don't make the team, they're probably headed back to AAA rather than making yeah. the team as a reliever. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, and honestly, I think the Diamondbacks have a lot of opportunity right now for those guys to get a lot of playing time, right? During the spring training, we could very much see Brandon Fott, Dre Jameson, Ryan Nelson, and Tommy Henry get a considerable amount of starts more than they would have otherwise with Madison Bumgarner taking a while to get back, you know, ready for, for spring training. That's true. Now we well. still haven't seen Zach Gallon in a game. We haven't seen Zach Gallon, and Merrill Kelly is going to be gone for the next week now with the WBC. So that, you know, assures that at least that rotation spot is now open. So the but, next like two weeks, right? Yeah, he'll, he'll be gone for, yeah, for ne all the next week. And he'll then probably make like weekend. one more Cactus League outing. Maybe, maybe two Cactus that, League outings yeah, could be possible. Yeah. But yeah, he's going to be away from the team for a while. Yeah. So uh, again, we're going to get uh, plenty of time for these youngsters to get starts and, and make an impression on this team, honestly. And it, it feels like that's the right move, even though, of course, the other guys have to get ramped up. We talked about Zach Gallen. Pitching uh, on the back lot, and you know, yeah, still three getting innings, forty-five out. pitches, yeah. so which maybe. is about the same as that. Tommy Henry said he was uh, he was uh, locked. Yeah, in he was today. he was three innings, forty-seven pitches today. So they're pretty much on the same level as far as length is concerned. This is what Henry had to say uh, about his outing and just kind of how he feels uh, in regards to spring training and and this competition. I felt pretty good. Um, a little bit better each time. I feel like that's kind of the goal in spring training, um, you know, coming out here to compete, but also to, to, to feel better each time, start to get closer to um, mid-season form by the end of this, by the end of this thing. So, um, yeah, better than the last time, and that's positive. What was better? Um, just felt like I was in a little bit better of a flow. Um, you know, still not where I expect or hope to be, but uh, better than the last one. He also talked. He, he, <laughs> I just saw it. Did you see? Did you see the frown at the end yeah, of the, the video? Yeah, the frown. Derek? It was a little, little frown. Um, you, if you're on audio, you have no idea what we're talking yeah. about, but you'll probably see it on our Twitter account oh, yeah. before too we're making, long. We're making Tommy into a meme for sure for the <laughs> little, little pouty face he made there at the end. But uh, you know, of course, that's what all these guys are doing—just trying to get a little bit better from one start to the next. That's that building up for the regular season. Uh, Tommy, though, I think. Uh, you know, he, he does see the opportunity here, and I, I don't know if he has that same protection from the organization as far as making him potentially that reliever versus I don't think we're going to see that, like we said, out of Ryan Nelson, Dre Jamison, or Brandon yeah. Fott at all in any way, shape, or form. I don't think the D-backs want to, Mike Hazen has said this a few times, I think the D-backs want to be careful about losing the length on any of those guys. So. Um, it's possible that, you know, any of them could make the team as a reliever, but it would probably be in like a multi inning, like a long relief capacity. 
um, because then you still have the guy stretched out and you could probably bring them back as a starter pretty easily. Whereas, you know, if you, if you put Ryan Nelson in the bullpen, you're like, hey, you're going to be our seventh inning guy. Then it's really hard to get Ryan Nelson to be a starter again later in the season if the Diamondbacks find themselves needing that. Great point. Great point. Um, but we know one person it's not going to be, and that's Dre Jameson. I don't care what you say, but Dre Jameson, uh, of course, uh, he if, if you try to put him in the bullpen, he'll say, don't do that. It puts fire in my blood, right? Uh, <laughs> we're, we're nicknaming him Blood Fire Dre Jameson for now until we come up with something better. But uh, I feel like, you know, his 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 words resonate with me, and I feel like it's uh, just applicable for so many situations. Uh, for instance, um, you know, the 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 fact that uh, that 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 we're here tonight on a Friday night and my friends are all out there having a good time on first Friday right now. That puts fire in my blood. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I, that puts fire in my blood. And see, I get you say uh, leaving dishes in the sink to soak fire in my blood. No, no, no. <laughs> I, that puts fire in my blood. And I mean, it applies to so many situations. Jesse driving the speed limit in the fast lane and not passing people. No, no, no. <laughs> I, that puts fire in my blood. And <laughs> uh, You're a monster, Dan. We're going to get our use out of that one. Uh, <laughs> you know, the other day, someone ate the M&Ms out of the trail mix. No, no, no. <laughs> I, that puts fire in my blood. And <laughs> so perfect. It's so perfect. Uh, speaking of eating our trail mix and all of our wonderful snacks, we want to give a shout out to our brand new partner, our friends at Circle K, which I have been hanging out at for years, you guys. I got arrested for my first time at Circle K and you probably, you know, whatever. Anyway, uh, we're excited to partner with our friends at Circle K. Check out our local Circle K for the best coffee, beer and snack selection, premium gas and so much more. It's the place to stop before you go on a road trip, especially around the Valley. You know, we've got a lot of baseball going on right now. I know there's a lot of people in town. We had a lot of Mariners fans at today's game. It was kind of incredible. Uh, but, of course, if you're here moving around, you need some snacks, you need to stop and get some stuff, go to Circle K. Uh, by the way, our Circle K out here uh, on 7th Street. and Yes, I love that it's one. It's so good. It's such a I, great I filled up my gas tank there yes. literally yesterday. Yeah, so we're very excited uh, to partner with our friends at Circle K. To kick things off, we've teamed up uh, for an amazing giveaway opportunity. Just text PHNX to 31310 for an opportunity to win a $500 gas card. And you know we all need that. So she, see show notes for details. But enter yourself into the drawing for that and hopefully can come back and tell me uh, that you guys won a $500 gift card. That would be incredible. Also, uh, grab some Four Peaks Brewing Company beer while you're at Circle K getting all of your snacks and all of your drinks. Uh, there's so many sporting events in the month of February uh, and there's more even in the month of March. So this is the time of the year uh, to make sure you have plenty of Four Peaks beer on hand. Spring th training tours all throughout March over at the 8th Street Pub. So if you are here in town, want to check out, check out a great local brewery, uh, go out and check out our friends at Four Peaks. They have uh, an amazing tour. They, I mean, I mean it. A very historic tour. They will tell you about ghosts. They will tell you about the building and how long it's been around. It's incredible. Uh, check out fourpeaks.com slash events for all your beer week entertainment. And also, those guys out at Four Peaks, they'll be out at the M3F Festival on March 3rd and March 4th. Uh, that is today and tomorrow. So if you're watching this, you're probably missing the first day. But maybe you go out there for the 4th. Grab your tickets at M3F Fest. Uh, m3ffest.com and enjoy a wow wheat beer while you're there must be 21 years or older to enjoy and enjoy responsibly uh yeah mark's Mar mark has added a few yeah, zingers in i the see chat. a ticket master fire in my blood gas stations that aren't circle k fire in my blood you're right mark get down uh <laughs> we they, might we might have to tell dre jameson about how we've we've yes, hijacked yeah. this, this yeah, you're him. gonna make me explain so many of, of this <laughs> things to my my friends we're gonna explain to tommy henry yeah. what you're gonna do with with that picture of him in the pouty no, face not, to, before you I'm use gonna, it you I'm have to ask permission I'm all totally, right Derek. i will not ask permission. <laughs> you know that jesse about me i don't ask for permission i ask for forgiveness uh and speaking of that i ask you guys once again to forgive me for not giving away our pizza last friday i was very preoccupied jesse wasn't here to make sure i i do all the stuff i'm supposed to do mm. so but we did give it away shout out to our man ryan who actually uh tweeted or, or sent us a comment he's at mountain mike's right now there we go eating his free pizza thanks to you don't call us finks 
Um, <laughs> we don't like that. We don't like that. We don't like Zach Gallon doing it either. But uh, what we're going to do right now is we're going to offer all of our wonderful viewers that are here right now in the chat the opportunity to win another free 20-inch pepperoni pizza from our friends at Mountain Mike's. So all you got to do, you guys know the drill, drop a pizza emoji in the chat, and I will add you to the wheel of names here on my computer. And of course, uh, I will pick a winner before the end of the show. So make I'm sure really impressed with your multitasking. Every I time do, we do this. a lot of stuff. Like Derek hosts a show, and he's like keeping track of pizza emojis Names, in the chat. Pizza emojis. I got he has this like on. little little ran- Look, randomizer a, spinner thing. Yeah, we on had a computer. conversation today. Jesse does not uh, think very highly of me. I don't know if you guys know that or not, but uh, <laughs> he thinks he doesn't think I'm as deliberate with my actions as I am, and I understand that because I am a bit of a wild card, but. Uh, I do know what I'm talking about, uh, and I know that the Arizona Diamondbacks prospects are fucking incredible. That's my rating. That's my ranking. They're fucking incredible. But, of course, we have uh, we've talked quite a bit about the Arizona Diamondbacks and where those prospects fall on MLB analyst rankings around <laughs> baseball. We got all these ch- – what's happening here? No, I'm not. No, I'm not delivering to Algeria. I'm sorry, Elizabeth. <laughs> nice try, though. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, well, I mean, we could deliver it to Algeria, but, no, but by, the, no, by the time it gets no, there, it's they not might not be, want it anymore. Yeah, it's unfortunately. not going to so. be as good as it was when it left the, left the restaurant and mountain Mike yeah. ain't having that bullshit. Let me tell you, he's got quality control, but, uh, of course, Jesse <laughs> Arizona diamondbacks prospects are on everybody's list. They're topping everybody's yes. list. They're all over the list, except those damn bastards at baseball prospectus don't even get me started on you guys being mean. But uh, let's take a look at where the Arizona Diamondbacks prospects currently rank across all of these uh, all, all of these top 100 lists. Jesse, what a beautiful graphic! Oh man, oh Sean, see, you guys asked me why I named Sean my MVP. It's this graphic right here. Sean deserves the MVP alone for that. But shout out to Sean DePaz for putting this together. And as you see here, uh, there. There's a general agreement about a few of these guys, and then the rest of them are all over the place, right? Uh, Obviously, you have Jamison, Nelson, and Moreno that are interesting cases when it comes to the top prospects list because it's based on if those lists still consider those individuals to be prospects. Well, that's only an issue for Moreno. All all of them consider Nelson and Jamison to be prospects still, just not top 100 They could be on the list. They just don't have them on the list, whereas Moreno... He's on the Baseball America list at number 12, on the ESPN list at number four, but the other lists don't even consider him a prospect, so he's not on those ones at all. Uh, so what jumps out to you here besides baseball prospectus being terrible at their job? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's the that's the biggest thing, right, is <laughs> baseball prospectus has every single Diamondbacks prospect they do have on their list. Um, <laughs> yes, Mark. Super chat, $5 for Mark Solera. Baseball prospectus. Fire in my blood. You, I, I'm, I'm guessing uh, I'm going to say that uh, autocorrect got him on that one because Mark's very good about uh, about spelling correctly. But uh, baseball yeah. perspective, perspective? I mean, maybe a good name for like a competing outlet. Yeah, yeah. If you don't like baseball perspective, yeah, we're going to start baseball. Perspective. That's too hard to say. I don't like that word. I like perspective <laughs> much better. But yes, uh, taking a look here, Jesse. What 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 jumps up? off this list at you yeah so so like i was saying baseball prospectus is not quite as high on everyone as on all the other guys right as on all the other outlets right so corbin carroll for baseball prospectus is six uh compared to one or two for all the other outlets we have um 24 for jordan lawler uh he is um he is 15th or higher on all of the other lists uh drew jones number 33 for baseball prospectus whereas he is 24th or better on all the other lists and then baseball prospectus has brandon fought at 83 um whereas he is no lower than 59th on all of the other lists so yeah baseball prospectus and we've talked about this before they just don't seem to think as highly of the diamondbacks farm system as a lot of the other outlets do um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, like, I guess the, the opposite of that is, is Keith law and the athletic who has, you know, three of the top 15 prospects for the D backs plus Brandon fought at number 38. Like that's, that's pretty good. And uh, all of the other ones, you know, are, are relatively similar with, with those four guys. Uh, again, if you guys haven't, uh, dropped a pizza emoji in the chat, make sure to do so. And no, Brett, you can't win another pizza. Come on. Come on. Do we disqualify people who've I, already won? Yeah. Brett's, okay. Brett's already disqualified. All right. Here, 
Uh, but yes, when it, uh, obviously we've talked about Corbin Carroll always ending up uh, number two to Gunnar Henderson from the uh, Baltimore Orioles pretty much. And that's fine. We're okay with that. Uh, the athletics rankings are quite complimentary. Uh, and I think that Keith Law probably uh, had, I mean, honestly had a lot to, a lot of positive things to say about this team. I mean, it, what, what you say about baseball prospectus being kind of like whatever on, on their, on their prospects, uh, Keith Law was the opposite, right? I mean, yeah, uh, he had, he felt very highly about Brandon fought, uh, had good things to say about Ryan Nelson as well. So, I mean, Fangraphs has fought at 16, yeah, which is insane. Fangraphs is, de- I mean, they're the friendliest ones, right? They have four, they have the D-backs having four of the yeah. top 16 prospects in baseball. Oh, that's just wild. Which is, which is crazy. Yeah, Another and, and thing Moreno that, would probably be in there as well if he qualified. Yeah, you know, yeah he, he would. Yeah, they, the top 16. they basically have the D-backs having like five of the top 20, like, prospect rookie eligible people uh which is which is pretty crazy i guess moreno doesn't fit in any of those categories unfortunately but the other thing that does stand out to me here derek is uh just the lack of consensus on dre jameson and ryan nelson uh you have the the athletic has nelson on the list at 82 but not jameson mlb.com doesn't have either Fangraphs has uh, Nelson at 89, but Jamison at 78. 78, Right. So they have Jamison higher. ESPN doesn't have Nelson, but has Jamison at 96. So and this does I mean, I've I've read and and listened to basically all of the, the content that these outlets have put out. And you hear a lot of different things. Some people are convinced that. Ryan Nelson is the more complete pitcher and Dre Jameson is right. destined for the bullpen. Yeah. Other people think Dre Jameson's a number two starter and that Ryan Nelson doesn't have much consistency on any pitch outside of the four seamer. So um, it's interesting. They're, they're, they really are a lot all over the place on on those two guys. And even though the spring training numbers so far very heavily favor Jameson, I think it's important to, to keep in, in mind this bigger picture that like, both of these guys are pretty good, and I don't think we're really settled yet on who is going to be better out of those two. Well, let me blow your mind really fast, Jesse. Please, please do. Today, MLB Pipeline dropped their top 30 prospects list for all of the teams. And Arizona Diamondbacks, obviously, were one of those teams. Everything checks out in the top four, right? You got Corbin Carroll, Drew Jones, Jordan Lawler, Brandon Fott. No surprises. No surprises. Five, Blake Walston. Interesting. Six, Davison De Los Santos. Seven, Landon Sims. Then Ryan Nelson at eight. And then Dre Jameson at nine. And then, of course, wow. rounding out the top ten, the Hispanic Titanic himself, Ivan Melendez. That's fascinating. It really is, right? I mean, I think they're all like like on the 20 to 80 scale. They have all those guys at a 50 overall. So it kind of looks like it's sort of a tie between them in a sense, and sure. they just had to like come up with an order to put them in. Yeah, William Bohr doesn't do this anymore, so I don't. Yeah, know. If I don't William Bohr was still doing it. Now that yeah. William Bohr doesn't do it. Yeah, anymore. Yeah, we, I don't know who they got working on this stuff now, but uh, it is interesting to see Blake Walston that high, uh, number five. I think that's a little bit, a little bit bold to say that he's the fifth best prospect in the system. He is still only twenty-one years old, and he he pitched pretty well in double a toward the end of last season so it's going to be a big year for for Blake Walston I think the big question about him has always been is that four seamer velocity going to come up from the low 90s at at some point I need to address something in the chat please please do Mike I swear to God if you send me another pineapple pizza I will light it on fire (laughs) and that's not safe for this office because we have no fire extinguishers and a very unattentive uh uh you know, security department downstairs. It doesn't help us out much. But anyway, um, <laughs> really what it comes down to is, of course, opinions and and such. Like we have our own opinions after seeing what we've seen uh, from these guys uh, in spring training. Jesse is still holding out judgment, whereas I am judging all the time. Just white wig on, gavel, black robe, judging everybody. Uh, but these guys, I think, have done a good job at, at you know, understanding that they're competing for this role and honestly, I think Dre Jamison, to me, again, not just because of the fire in his blood, but because <laughs> it is because um, of the fire. It is because it, it of that is, comment. It, it is a little bit, but it's also because, like, again, Dre Jamison seems to, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, uh, fighting a bit harder than than everybody else. Right. Like, there's just something because I, I don't feel know like, if he's fighting a bit here's harder. Why. I just Let think me, he's pitching better. Right? right. No, here's why I say that is because we've talked to several people 
and the general idea about Dre Jameson is that most people are surprised uh, not only that he got called up, but that he had the success that he had last year, and he continues to have that success so far in spring training. It doesn't look so far like it's fluky is kind of what I'm saying, yeah. right? Like, and, and trust me, we're also surprised because we weren't very high on Dre Jameson at looking at his numbers and things that we saw from him in both Reno and Amarillo. So, I, I mean, again, I, I think I just kind of applaud his efforts, and I feel like that competitive nature and that blood in the fire might be uh, – might be setting the setting them apart just a little bit. But it's gonna be a big weekend. I mean, we have Brandon Fott pitching tomorrow. Uh so happy Brandon Fott uh day to all who celebrate fight one one day in advance. Fought, fought your fought your fight, fight, fight your fought. I don't know. But something there. All right, we got we need to get some more <laughs> uh some more things for Brandon Fott because that name's too cool uh to not have uh some sort of uh I don't know, catchphrases or whatever. This but, is true. This is uh, true. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. Madison Bumgarner also likely pitching on Sunday. Tori did not confirm that officially in a game, but I believe so. I believe that Madison Bumgarner will make his spring training debut on Sunday. Tori also alluded to Zach Gallen being not too far behind. So should be seeing those guys pretty soon here. Remember, uh, go see these teams while they're here for spring training. I know that we're going to have a chance to see more teams at Chase Field this year based on the new schedule, but it was really cool to see Julio Rodriguez standing like three feet away from and, me. And the building had a lot of Mariners fans. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can we take a look at this picture I took? Because this picture is incredible. The uh, Salt River Fields was packed, by the way. I'm, I don't even think this picture does it justice. But you can't really see that the majority of this crowd is wearing blue and and green greenish i don't know what teal? teal is that what it is sure i guess yeah i, think it's I really like their sparkly numbers and letters i was up close to them and like all of Do their they sparkle yeah their their names and their numbers they have like a glitter to them the they silver glitter, glitter. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it's kind of fucking awesome i don't know i thought it looked great like it was kind of cool but i don't know if i believe that Derek. you're telling me they have glitter on their yes uniforms? jesse i swear <laughs> to god no just in the numbers and the names just in the patches that okay. are on, not in okay. the uniform itself but in the patches yeah they make it like kind of shinier yeah for sure okay yeah see he doesn't believe he doesn't I've never believe any i've never noticed thing i say i've ever, never Damon. noticed that i've never noticed that no i hadn't noticed it until i was close to them and i was like that's kind of cool the diamondbacks should do something like that especially with the sand color because if they added a little Ooh. like sparkle to it it would look more like sand but it would look less like drab it would look less beige beigey Oh, why do you, like why do you hate on like, beige? So beige much, is terrible. And Sean, every outfit Sean DePaz wears is beige. I can guarantee you that. Every outfit he owns is beige. He opens up his closet and it's just fucking beige pants, beige tops. It's wild. <laughs> that was such an unnecessary shot. At, at it's our, the goddamn at truth. I, bet he, I don't even know, but I bet he's wearing beige right now. Anyway, uh, if you guys are here in the PHNX Sports YouTube channel, we thank you guys for being here so much. Uh, thank all of you guys for being here right now in the chat. Of course, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't done so already. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our shows go live. Uh, and also, leave us a thumbs up. We love all of those thumbs ups. Uh, if you're listening to us right now on your audio pod, favorite audio podcasting app, make sure to subscribe to us there as well. Uh, and also leave us a review. We love the feedback. We thank you guys so much. Uh, grab yourself a diehard membership if you aren't already a PHNX diehard. We want you to join the family. We have great merch like this wonderful set of Suns merch. I bought that Kevin Durant Slim Valley Reaper shirt immediately when it dropped. Uh, and of course, you can get yourself a free piece of merch, including these shirts, as a diehard member over at gophnx.com. Sign up now, get a free piece of merch every year, get 20% off all future purchases at the phnxlocker.com. You also get members-only merchandise, members-only invites to events, and members-only discounts. You get Jesse's newsletter, full count. By Jesse Friedman. No the in that. He'll fucking come for you if you do say it. Uh, and you also, say this every, every, every <laughs> single day. Oh, my God. He's so angry about it. He's like, you fucking did it again yesterday, you jackass. Don't like, call it the like, full count. Derek, I think it's because you made the mistake once. And I did correct you. You're very, and now, you're very abusive. In your, and then you, in and you haven't forgotten about that. Yeah. And you feel the yeah. need to make it clear yeah. how, how much I will right. come for your head yeah. if you make if, that if mistake you call, now. If you, call, if you call Jesse's full count newsletter the full count. Fire in the blood. Anyway, uh, get all of that as being a diehard member. Wonderful writing from all of our writers around this place. Uh, and, of course, uh, just become part of the family. Uh, it's also the best place to be an Arizona sports fan, and that is our diehard Discord lounge. So join today over at gophnx.com. Um, and, of course, we thank you guys 
so much uh, for doing that. Those of you that have already done so. Baseball's weird, Jesse. It's weird. Uh, and it's Scherzer getting weirder. Weird. Uh, Max Scherzer is weird. Pitchers are going to be weird. Everything's going to be weird this year. But Max Scherzer uh, definitely did a little uh, something a little crazy today when it came to his delivery uh, with, against hitter Riley Adams. Yeah. Yeah. So Max Scherzer and, and this video has sort of gone viral. So if you're on Twitter, you might have seen this already. But I think there's at least when the video starts, there's like 13 seconds on the pitch clock. Scherzer is set. Uh, he's pitching out of the stretch. We've got a couple runners on base. And he just he is completely still uh, on the mound waiting for Riley Adams to get set. Riley Adams gets set in the box and he's just still like like a statue like he's just not moving whatsoever he's basically doing like a stare down of riley adams riley adams gets so uncomfortable that he uses his one and only timeout that he has in the at bat <laughs> and then after the timeout is called scherzer gets right back on the rubber is ready to go immediately continues the exact same pose yep. that he's been holding for like the last 15 seconds and uh, and it, it's it it was crazy. Wait, the no. moment that Riley the moment, Adams the moment he steps back in the bat into the box in the box, fucking Scherzer pitches like that. It's incredible. And and, and Riley time. Adams swung and missed. Yeah. And it felt like Scherzer probably got in his head a little bit there. Well, what it feels like is yes, that's the case. But obviously, Scherzer isn't trying to just pull out all the stops against Riley Adams during a spring training game. There is obvious. Uh, connections to how Scherzer plans to kind of manipulate the the pitch clock and manipulate hitters, right? And and we yeah. heard we heard Tommy Henry today say that he got a little tired because of kind of the up and down. Like he was in minor leagues last year, so he was dealing with the pitch clock, and then he came up to the majors so he could slow down a bit. And now he's got to speed right. back up, and he was right. feeling a bit you know, kind of winded because of it. Right. And he says, which we did ask Tori about that the other day. And he said it wasn't a concern. Sure. He wasn't concerned about pitchers a, having more fatigue issues because of the pitch clock. Right. And Henry clarified that once you kind of get used to it, it actually yeah. benefits the pitcher. He feels like you get into a better rhythm as far as going quicker. Right. But, uh, you know, this, this kind of gamesmanship that Max Scherzer is demonstrating in this clip is the exact kind of stuff that we heard from Major League Baseball officials when they said that these teams are going to try to find ways to gain a competitive advantage in some way yeah. based on this situation. And right now, Max Scherzer is finding a way to make hitters uncomfortable based on not only not only the pitch clock, but just his weird behavior, right? Like the fact that he really can't th- – like, the, the batters don't have as much time to dick around with their batting gloves and kind of take some swings out of the box and do all of this stuff. Yeah. So he really can sit there in the ready position like that because they only have a few seconds to do whatever, and then they have to be in there. And he can deliver that pitch immediately. And they really don't have a chance to be comfortable. You pair that with the fact that Max Scherzer is already one of the best pitchers in baseball. And like they, you can really see these guys, especially the veterans, trying to find a way for this to become their advantage instead of a hindrance to them as a pitcher. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because I think Max Scherzer could have done this with the old arrangement, right? Like there's nothing stopping you from just, there was no clock before. You know, so you could, no. ju- you could just hold your, your pitching motion and just kind of stare down the hitter but then he has and to then force there. them to call and time. No, but the hitter can fucking spend as much time as he wants though. That was the difference. Now yeah. the hitter has to be in the box and they have to be in there within seven seconds of the pitch clock eight, starting, eight right? Seconds, eight seconds. Eight seconds. Yeah. No, no, no. I uh, mean, within starts yeah, at fifteen, yeah, makes right? Sense, so makes they have sense. to be in by eight. So they only have seven seconds to like swing or do whatever little things they want to yeah. do to get adjusted, right? Any four. I mean, there's only one timeout. So Riley Adams uses his one timeout. Now he doesn't have that for the rest of the at bat. So I guess that's different too from the also old right, right. Yeah. But but Scherzer. I mean, before they could have fucking let Scherzer just sit there in the ready position for however long and like. That's not exactly a benefit to him, right? But yeah. <laughs> the fact now that there's a time frame, a time limit put on it, and these guys got to get back in the box, especially considering that he's ready, right? Scherzer is ready. So at that eight-second mark, the pitcher only has to be in this position for the batter to get the violation at that point. If the batter's not in the box ready with the bat ready to go, they get the violation. So Scherzer's almost forcing the hand because if he was taking a little bit more time, then there's, you know, there, there's that whole thing about the pitcher not being ready yet, right? Yeah. But I, it's just like Scherzer just took control of this moment. Like, 
it, the pitch clock, I don't think the way it's set up necessarily gives the pitcher like it's not like, oh, the pitcher controls the tempo and the hitter doesn't have any control whatsoever. Like the hitter can still take their time, as you said, sure. for those first few seconds then get in the box when they're ready, as long as, as long as it's by the eight second mark. Um, but this, I mean, if you watch it, it's just like, oh, man, like Riley Adams is just playing Max Scherzer's game. Right. Like Max Scherzer is in total and utter control of this moment right now. And he's clearly made the hitter uncomfortable because of how he did this. I'm kind of we haven't seen the D-backs pitchers do a whole lot of that. Uh, Mark Melanson after the game today did talk about how he quick pitched a guy um, and, and maybe got him a little bit uncomfortable. So I, I do think Melanson kind of tinkered around with that. Uh, believe it to Max Scherzer, right, to, to find the way to get in the hitter's heads more than more than maybe anyone else has found a way so far well when we were talking uh it was morgan sword right which morgan again, sword a name you'll never forget as long as you live because who's named morgan sword and isn't some sort of actual superhero uh, <laughs> but you know again these these were all things that we discussed in that meeting and what was interesting was the fact that major league baseball knows that there's going to be a difference from things that blatantly try to circumvent the rules and things that these guys can do. And I mean, honestly, stuff like this with the pitchers, you know, he, he brought up like that pitchers aren't in, in minor leagues or, or even when it, you know, when it's implemented in major league, they're not going to stay uh, or they're not going to take up until that last second to deliver the pitch. They're yeah. just not because if they do, it gives the runners on base. It gives the batter just too much ability to time when that pitch is going to cross the plate. So what we saw at a Scherzer today that manipulation is exactly, I think, what we're going to see further from baseball because these guys they don't they don't want to give the get let the hitter get comfortable. They want to they're going to switch it up. I'm going to throw it at eight, then I'm going to throw it at six at this one, and I'm going to throw it at ten if he's in the box early or whatever, right? Like so, the pitchers can honestly use this to their advantage, and that's something that Tommy yeah. Henry also said. Who do you think on the Arizona Diamondbacks is most likely to implement some sort of strategy this way? Like, like the way that Scherzer asked. It's 100% Zach Gallen. It's Zach Gallen. It's, 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 clear, it's, it's pretty clearly. I mean, maybe other guys will try it too. But like, I think it's important to remember, and this is this is something that we've talked a little bit about over the offseason. Zach Gallen pitched really slow last year with guys on base. Really, really slow. The, the difference between him pitching with nobody on base and with guys on base was one of the highest differences in baseball. Um, I just have a little cooler over there sorry okay all right i'm glad you're staying hydrated Derek. um so yeah i i think it's like zach gallon did that but i don't think that was like a quirk i don't think it was like oh like zach gallon kind of needs to really take his time in order to feel comfortable out there with guys on base uh he would also throw to first base a ton right he would he his pickoff attempt numbers were insane last year but again i don't think that that was Zach Gallon's just kind of quirky and he's got to throw over to first base four times, you know, uh, per at bat in order to feel comfortable out there. I don't think that was the case. I think he did that because he wanted to control the tempo and he wants to try to get in the heads of of the opposing hitters. And I think that was kind of his way of doing that in the same way with the pitch clock. It's going to look a lot different. He can't throw over eight times to first base to throw the hitters rhythm off. Right. Uh, but there are some things that he can do under the pitch clock to maybe get that hitter to be a little bit more uncomfortable. And I'm sure that he's seeing what Max Scherzer is doing and and probably taking some notes. And uh, hopefully we get to see Gallon in a Cactus League game here in the next few days. We haven't seen the D-backs attempt anything like this yet, but it doesn't mean they're not going to. And I know Tori Lavallo is very, very much interested. We talked about a meeting with MLB officials and other things to get some clarity on the rules. I just feel like Tori really, I'm going to say this. I think Tori is a really good guy. And I don't think Tori wants to like <laughs> do the same thing that maybe some of these other managers in baseball are trying to do when they're like, ooh, how can we manipulate this situation for some sort of advantage? Yeah. Tori kind of is like on the other side where he doesn't want to cross the line or have his team do anything that could potentially violate these rules. So, I mean, I think every manager is trying to. They're try they're all trying to get whatever advantage they can. Sure. And right? that comes down to like what we were talking about with them asking straight up if they could do this, this, or this early on. The teams were saying, like the, yeah. the the you know, shortstop in motion rule and things like that. Like we we saw this with uh Joey Gallo shifting over. We have a shot of this absurd shift uh of, of Joey Gallo. There he is. 
Uh, I believe it's the left fielder. Yeah, it's Uh, the left fielder is now in right field where he can be. And this actually is a real thing that they can do as long as they don't move the infielders. They can actually shift the outfielders wherever they can bring the outfielders into the infield dirt. If uh, if I'm not, am I wrong about that? They can't be in the dirt. They have to be on they, the on the outfield you grass. You can have, f- yeah. You can have five infielders. Yeah, so, you yeah, can. Yeah, yeah they you can could bring, bring an in. outfielder right. in. Yeah, but I mean, the point of this shift that we're seeing here is, I mean, it's pretty similar to to the kinds of shifts we've seen in years past against hitters like Joey Gallo. Yeah, it's a little different because you still have to have two infielders right on the third base side Correct. of the second base bag. Correct. So um, so it's a little different there. Normally, you, you wouldn't have had that. And left field is basically wide open entirely. Uh, but they're not concerned about left field when it comes to Joey Gallo. No. And that's obviously the, the reason that this shift is in place. I've talked with Tori about uh, shifts like this in the past, and he did say that that would be something they'd consider. To my knowledge, I, d- I did miss a, a couple of games while I was out of town, but I don't believe the Diamondbacks have attempted anything like that in a Cactus League game just yet. But I don't know. Maybe they're maybe they're kind of hiding some of their tactics. Maybe they don't want to show uh, what their plans are. They're saving that for the regular season. I feel like they would need to work on it some. But I mean, they could be working on it on the backfields, and we're just, just not making it into Cactus League games. I think a lot of teams are probably trying to hide whatever their strategies are right now. But maybe we do see them try this at some point in a game. By the way, Evan Longoria, according to Jesse and asking him, like Salt River Fields better than Scottsdale Stadium. So that discussion is... I, that was the answer I was kind of expecting. Yeah. I mean, if you like Scottsdale Stadium more than Salt River Fields, I, I just don't... You're I, probably a I, Giants I, fan. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? That's you can have only, your players back. That's the only reasonable explanation for that, I'm pretty sure. All right. I'm spinning this wheel. Uh, all pizza emojis are in. Uh, the wheel is being spin. Ooh, here spun. we go. And our winner is Giselle. Giselle, we love you. And you are our winner of a free pizza. So, uh, Jesse, confirm for me as the... It does say Giselle. Giselle. It does say Giselle. Uh, So we will send you out that coupon. And we thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, I hope you enjoy that 20-inch pepperoni pizza very much. Uh, And we always thank you guys for being here. Thank you so much uh, for for joining us on this Friday night. Uh, I'm going to go watch Mega Ran do some music right down here on Roosevelt. So if you're free, Ooh. join us. Come on out. It's a free is he, is concert. Is doing first, first Friday? First Friday, Ooh, yeah. okay. First Friday, free All concert right. down there. Uh, so you just going to play the uh, PHNX Suns theme song? No, actually. And, and the Mailbag Monday n- theme song? He's never allowed to play the, the Suns theme song in front of me. You know that. I, I'm okay. furious. Like, Mega Ran's one of my best friends in the whole wide world, but he doesn't do a show for a song for our show? What well, the maybe, shit is maybe that? Maybe he could. I need maybe to talk to him about it tonight. Maybe we can make I that happen. About him, but anyway. Mm. Everyone's everyone's coming to First Friday just to, just to hear Mega Rand play go. the Mailbag Monday theme song. Clearly, um, my NHL bets did not do good yesterday, Jesse. It started out hot. I had three green check marks, and then everything fell apart. But well, it was plus twenty four hundred. Yeah, so we were plus twenty four hundred. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, sometimes you swing for the fences, right? We got Major League Baseball coming up. You can get down on some long term bets right now on the DraftKings Sportsbook. You also have the NBA No Sweat Same Game Parlays, which, of course, get you some bonus bets back should your bet not hit. So make sure to download the app now. Sign up with promo code PHNX. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in bonus bets instantly, win or lose. Uh, Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Go get down. Make sure to opt in for all of those special uh, 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 odds boosts and all of that stuff over on DraftKings Sportsbook. Derek, did you see how close your your pick of the week got yesterday? Oh, so close. That's what I was saying. So I changed. The only thing I changed from yours was I did instead of Blackhawks plus one and a half, I did uh, Stars money line. Oh, so you're guys. Yeah, so but but yeah. Blackhawks plus one yeah. and a half still hit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So both of us were still Man, alive, we were... and then it was just down to the Kings. Uh, and the Kings had a two goal lead. Immediately gave up one goal to go down to one. Yep. And then there was an empty net for ninety seconds, and they could not put it in the empty net to give us a two goal lead to win us our like hundred and forty dollars. I, I, I wanted that. You money. guys are speaking so in close. mode right now. I, I know. I don't uh, understand how hockey works. See, that's fine. That's fine. That's okay for you. But <laughs> so get down close. the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You can understand it better than Jesse. Uh, but one thing Jesse does understand is saving money on tickets to events, concerts, and shows. He loves the Game Time app, and you should too. Because if you're a procrastinator like these two boys over here, 
you know that sometimes you forget that events happen. Sometimes you don't want to buy a ticket when your friends say they're all buying tickets, but you know you're going to have FOMO. You know you're going to miss out. So, of course, grab those tickets last minute. And the best way to do so is by using the Game Time app, very aesthetically pleasing app, very easy to use app. And of course, you can save up to 60% on tickets when you buy them last minute. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the show description. And of course, we thank you guys so much for being here. You guys are the best. We hope you have a wonderful weekend and a wonderful rest of your Friday. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. This guy's at Jesse and Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs. But of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We thank you guys again so much. On behalf of Damon, Emma's in here. I love Emma, Jesse, and myself. <laughs> Have a wonderful Friday. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you figure out strategy to mess with the hitters using the pitch clock. <laughs>